Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? It's your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm The Vibe. And it's your girl, Queen K. I'm The Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queen's Revives and Vision. So, Queen K, how was your week? It was pretty good. Um, it was really busy. Um, shout out to my nephew, Kamari, for graduating high school. Um, I was there to celebrate with him over the weekend. I had a couple clients, but more so this weekend was just about just just realizing how old I really am getting. Like, my nephew, <laughs> oh, my God, that was like my first baby. And now to see him walking across the stage, graduating high school, something major for me. So um, my weekend mm-hmm. was pretty good. God gave me another day. I'm thankful. I'm going to rejoice in it. Um, so, yeah, what about you, Complex? Um, it's been a great week. I've been very happy. Can't complain. Finally done with the book. Just ready to get it published. Woo! But, you know, doing the proofreading and the editing part. Yes, it's been a long time coming, but I'm very happy. Okay, okay. Sounds good. Okay, um, so I'm going to jump right into my A.O. King and Queen quote. Y'all, these two quotes are sponsored by Pinterest. Um, We gave y'all a breakdown last week of what each segment is, so y'all already know. Okay, so my first quote is, we cannot become what we want by remaining what we are. If you Mm -hmm. want to elevate in life, you have to change, like change is something that has to take place in order for us to grow, y'all. We cannot be, we can't want to be, oh, I want to be this millionaire, and we think we're going to have to, we're going we to be able to be the same person we are today. No, you have to grow. With growth comes change, so you have to change, y'all. Just get that in your head. I'm, I'm, as I'm telling it to y'all, I'm telling it to myself as well, because I have to realize that change is a part of my growth. I have to change in order to grow. All right, and mm-hmm. my second quote is, in order to love who you are, you cannot hate the experiences that shaped you. Now, y'all, I get triggered a lot from my past traumas and all of that stuff, and I tend to hate them. But I feel like if I wouldn't have went through what I went through, would I still be Queen K? You know, would I still be Kinect, the Kinect that you guys get today? I don't think so. So I've learned to embrace my past experiences because they they did shape this woman that I am today, you know, and they're going to keep on Mm -hmm. shaping the woman that I'm going to become. I can't let it go. I can forgive, you know, whatever parties were involved, but I won't forget it because it helped to mold me to who I am today. Those are my lessons learned, you know. So, yeah, those are my A.O. King and Queen quotes. Now we're going to jump right into that Queen K slay tip. Now, y'all, I think I'm going to kind of, like, give tips on other stuff as well as hair. Um, I, I like beauty as well, so I'm just going to do, I'm just going to call it slate tip so y'all can get a range of hair, makeup, anything like that, okay? Um, so, summertime is coming up, ladies, and so my ladies that like a beat face or for my ladies that like a neutral face, uh, what you do is a trick for the summertime. If you don't want to go out and buy those already tinted moisturizers, make your own. All you need is a moisturizer that's good for your skin type. If you're dry, if you're oily, if you're combination skin type, make sure you have you a moisturizer that works. Pump a couple of shade, I mean, pump a couple of hits of your foundation in there, mix it together. There, you have your own um, tinted moisturizer, and you can wear it, and you'll just have a clean, fresh face. It'll just be a natural little beat. So 
there you go. Mm-hmm. That is my slay tip. I will be letting you guys know more. But that is just one that I've been using myself um, on Fridays because that's when I dress up at work. But that's what I've been using because it's not too heavy. You don't have to worry about a pound of makeup on your face. Um, and it's lightweight. So, and it just looks like, you know, you just got clear skin. So, there y'all go. So, that is my Queen K slay tip. Now, we're going to throw it to Complex, and she's going to introduce that sipping tea for the soul topic. Complex, what we got? So, the sipping tea for the soul topic tonight is flashback fabulous TV shows. Me and Queen K are going to be talking about, you know, shows that we were obsessed with, um, epiphanies that we got, and, yeah, we're just going to take it there. So my aspect is character identification. And my first question under there is, um, what show can you watch over and over like you can What show can I watch over and over again? Uh, it's a couple of them. I love, um, dang, what's the name of it? Oh, my God. I love the Cosby show, for one. That's a show that I can watch episode for episode over and over again because I love that family. I love everything about it. Family Matters is another one. And Sister, Sister. I can watch all of those verbatim every episode all over again. Like, those are my top. Oh, and Fresh Prince. I can't forget about that one. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Those are my top five right there. Or top four. I think I said four. So a show that I can watch over and over again, like it's new right now, is Girlfriends. Um, and I'm starting to realize the reason why I watch it over and over again is because of the different epiphanies that I get, um, the plot, you know, like just the whole build up and the topics that they talked about. They touched on classism. Mm-hmm. They touched on friendship. They touched on um, controlling issues. What else they touch on? Uh learning how to say no, addiction, you know, with Tony's mom and everything. So I just get different epiphanies watching it. Um, I know I could probably tell you every episode, like, what's going to happen as many times as I've watched it. Like, I've been binge-watching since it came to Netflix because, I don't know, it's like I couldn't, I don't know, it's like I couldn't watch it growing up and then once Tony left and everything, I don't know, it was just hard to catch up. So when they brought it back, you know, I've been binge watching and um yeah, I love it. So my okay. next question is, um, what show can you watch oh I'm sorry, that that was just asked that one. What character did you identify with from this show? Do you still identify with that character now? Mm. With the Cosby show, I would say that I was more so identifying myself with Vanessa. And I think it was because um, of all the changes that she went through on the show. Like, we've seen her go from little kid Vanessa all the way up to, you know, teenage Vanessa, and then Vanessa out, you know, in college, and you know, all that. So I kind of grew up mimicking her. Um, Mm -hmm. So... Let me see, who else? I mean, she dealt with a lot of stuff that I was dealing with, like the peer pressure from friends, the wanting to be in the singing group, the wanting to show off your body, like all of that stuff, challenging your parents. She went through some stuff that I was going through at my age when I was watching the show, so I kind of identified with her. Now do I identify with her? Probably not. Because mm-hmm. I'm totally, I'm the opposite of what Vanessa was. I'm a, mother, I'm a single mother of three kids. That never happened on the Cosby show. 
whatsoever. Yeah. Like, um, it did an incident did happen where you know you do get introduced to Martin, who's a single father of uh, I forget what her name is on the show, but Raven Simone is his daughter. But then you know him mm-hmm. and Lisa Bonet, they ended up you know being married and all that stuff. So, but other than that, no, I can't identify with her as of now, not in my adulthood, no. Okay. Um. So the character that I identify with from Girlfriends is Joan. And I actually used to feel like it was an insult back then when people told me that because I looked at Joan as this obnoxious person that really cannot keep a man. And I'm like, I felt like that was the biggest insult that you could give me, you know what I'm saying, mm. compare me to her. But watching her now, um, I definitely still identify with her. And it's like, I identify with her because I realize, like, when you get to a certain age, society tells you that your biological clock is ticking. So for Joan mm-hmm. to want to, you know, she wanted to have that life. You know, it's like I, I'm a lawyer. I have a nice house. Why can't I have – I need to find a man that's going to make this whole picture, you know, just seem complete. So, you know, just wanting to get your life together, um, struggling with relationships, you know, uh, being a people pleaser, like, you know, she she had to cater to Tony. She had to go to therapy just to learn how to say no to Tony. She had to go to therapy just to learn how to, like, be a uh, a better boss, you know what I'm saying? Even though Maya was her mm-hmm. friend, she let that she let that come between their work relationship. And Lynn, come on now, Lynn drove her car all the way to <laughs> Tijuana to smuggle, you know what I'm saying, um, like, you know, people that were illegal immigrants over, you know what I'm saying? But it's like Joan was just like really a people pleaser, but just to watch it and to see her grow as the seasons went on and, you know, she finally did come to a point where she was like, you know what, I can't keep focusing my life on a man, you know what I'm saying? I need to focus on me. Mm -hmm. And she was okay with being by herself. She even left, um, she left uh, California to go down to New Orleans around the time when the Hurricane Katrina happened to volunteer and just, like, you know, help to rebuild the community. And that's where she found, you know what I'm saying, the love of her life. Like, he was watching her, you know what I'm saying? But, like, just to Mm -hmm. see her grow, it's just showing me, like, you know, you got to start doing stuff the right way. You know what I'm saying? You can't force anyone to be in your life. You have to just focus on yourself and allow, you know what I'm saying, the universe to just basically work everything out. Everything is lined up for you. So I definitely still identify with her today. Um, okay. My next question is, um, did you see the character you identify with as perfect back then, and how do you view them now? Um, with, with Vanessa, I would definitely say that she – Okay, it wasn't so much that she was perfect because Vanessa did some crazy stuff, like skip to school with her friends to go to a concert and end up getting lost. Like, no, I've never seen her as perfect. I've seen her more so as rebellious. Now, I've seen her family life as perfect, like the situations that she went through and how they would solve them. Like, it, it wasn't it wasn't like that. You know, when you growing up like I grew up, if you start being rebellious, you got your ass whooped. You know, that was simple. Mm-hmm. They never displayed yeah. that in the show, like never. And I thought that that's how life was supposed to be, you know, in my family. But, um, no, I would never say that I've seen her as perfect. I would say she had the perfect life, though, because, you know, mm-hmm. you got your mom and your dad in the household. 
yeah, you sure you get in trouble, but instead of them beating your ass or telling you to shut up and go jumping down your throat telling you you wrong, they talked to her. You know, they did ground her and put her on punishment, but that was just up in her mm-hmm. room. She didn't get hit, you know. Um, and then, they, like I said, it was main, mainly the fact that I didn't view her as perfect. Her life, to me, was perfect because of what mm-hmm. what happened with it. You know, she was the rebellious type, you know, so she finds herself, which that's why I'm thankful that the Cosby show did show us. They didn't make it to where all the kids were perfect and they all went to college. No, they showed the struggles of each child trying to find their way, you know, even though it was all different, each one of them suffered at different points of life, but they still didn't make it to where, oh, we got a successful father and mother and all the kids are going to college. No, they didn't. So, yeah. Mm, I definitely agree. Um, like I said in the past, I was like, I thought it was an insult to be compared to Joan. I I really saw her as like this control freak, this anxious person. And when you get older and you just start to realize, yep, she is exactly like you, because like she irritated me <laughs> the most. But um, now I wouldn't say that she's perfect. I would just say like she's human. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, just to look at the, the deeper background behind it with Joan dealing with divorce at 12 years old, I never knew my dad, so I don't know how divorce affects you, but I can imagine when something like that happens, I know the child, you know what I'm saying, tends to think, did I play a part in this? And it's like you just kind of want to have control over everything else in your life. And that's what Joan was doing. She was trying to have control over everything over everything else in, you know, her life and everything. But I would definitely mm-hmm. say that, you know, she's human. Um, I'm actually proud to identify with her because I see myself going down the same route of just focusing on me, realizing that I'm not in control of everything. I think that's been the hardest lesson that I've had to learn. And, boy, has God humbled me with that, you know. So, I'm learning that I'm not in control of everything, and I'm learning that I have to let go and let God handle everything. You know, I have to pray and just, you know, ask him to set the path of how he wants the day to go, you know, every day to go for me. So, yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm definitely, I definitely, I understand Joan more now. You know what I'm saying? It's like just coming to a point of being content with yourself. But uh, my last question is, do you think all characters in shows start off lost and have to grow as the seasons go on, or no? Um, in most shows, yeah, I do feel like um, I will say that um, shows depicting black families or black friendships or any African American show, they do start mm-hmm. them off as like kind of lost because they want you to you know, really gravitate towards the character so they, they show can get ratings, you know. So I think they do right. start them off, like, at a lower pace, you know, or trying to find it's a little lost so that way they can build up to the success. They want everybody right. to see that you, too, can be at this low state, but you can get up here, you know, with the constant grind and hustle and prayer, whatever that they they showing on the show. That's one thing that right. I respected, not only about, I respect that about girlfriends as well, because all of them, when you first, when you first got introduced to those ladies, all their lives was in shambles, okay? Joan couldn't keep a man, mm-hmm. Maya was cheating on her husband, Lynn was just out there, out there, and Tony was full of herself. But as the season progressed, as the seasons and the shows progressed, 
you start getting to learn each and every one of them, and then you start learning about their background. Then you start seeing the obstacles that they overcome. I think that they purposely do that so that viewers can see, okay, if you're going to try to compare your life to this, you too can elevate. You know, it's going to take some time, but you too can go ahead. So I do think that they do show us the characters in their lowest points first when the show's first introduced to us, not only for sales, but also for us to get a mental note of you can use probably right here right now, but look at where I'm about to take you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that um, a lot of shows I've seen, the character always starts off lost, and you do see them grow as the seasons go. But Tony, I'm not trying to throw shade. She was still full of herself. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's another thing that I want to identify with because watching it now it's like I don't know I don't know how many seasons you watched up to, but I think I think Tony left season seven, and um, her and Joan started having problems around the time when Tony had her baby and realized how hard it was being a single mom because her and Todd were going through a messy divorce, and you know Joan, someone who has catered to Tony's life, you know she had she she quit the law firm. You know, she opened up her restaurant, started getting noticed, started getting added to the A-list parties. Like, she started being in the spotlight, something that Tony wasn't anymore. And instead of Tony being happy for her, she was pissed. You get what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. it's just, like, it just shows, like, well, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, you were never really happy for me. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Tony Tony was still, still full of herself because she felt like, Joan wasn't there, and it's like, I am here for you, but I can't be here for you like you need me to be. That was a very codependent friendship, but I definitely feel like um, it's character development with all shows, I feel like. And, you know, some people don't get it. Some people don't. Like like we said on Insecure, Molly's still lost. I'm praying for her for season five. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, and, and you know sometimes sometimes there are shows where a person can start off on top, and then you see them kind of take a downward fall. Okay. But then you know you you see them get it back. Yeah, you see them get it back together. But yep, that's my aspect. Okay, um, mine is family. Uh, I'm going from the family aspects of TV shows that we've watched. Um, okay, so which show would you say gave you the best representation of a healthy family? Um, honestly, I would say the Cosby show. Um, and the reason why is because their discipline was like something that I think every black family should, uh, should like, you know, incorporate into their household. You know, you had two, um, you had two financially stable parents. You know, Claire Huxtable was a uh, don't she was a, a, a she was a, a professor, right? I think she was. I know, I know. No, she wasn't a doctor. No, no, her, the husband was a doctor. Like you know, he was the one that delivered yeah. babies and everything. I think she was a professor. Um, but like you know, and to teach their their children lessons they basically had them, like, play, like, real-life scenarios. Like, when Theo thought he was grown and wanted to get his own place. Okay, I'm about to be the landlord. Like, you know, (laughs) you're teaching them stuff. When Vanessa, when when Vanessa got, um, when when she snuck out to that concert, listen, I understand that she did not get whooped, but still, Claire put the fear in her. 
And I felt like it was a healthy yes, way did. to put the fear in her because it's like, you know damn well that you wasn't raised like this to where you had to sneak off. You get what I'm saying? You know mm-hmm. damn well, you know what I'm saying, like that, that anything that you want, we will we will try our hardest to get to, you know get you. So she had to put that fear in her. Yes. And you, cause you remember when she was, uh, I think, uh, I think, uh, what's his name? Cliff was like, I would go upstairs and I wouldn't say anything else. And Vanessa tried to speak and remember she almost walked through and he mm-hmm. had to hurry and jump in front of her. Yeah, Claire Huxtable was not one to play <laughs> with. She was but not. it just goes to show you that you can put fear into a child without having to put your hands on them. You can put fear into a child without having to call them out their names and call them stupid to get your point across. Because even yes. though she put the fear, um, you know, Vanessa, she didn't call her dumb or anything like that. I need to watch the episode again. But, you know, she didn't make her feel belittled, but she let her know we're very disappointed in you in a black way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> she did. She did. <laughs> but what about told her that the situation was stupid? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that is my idea of family. Like, I'm not going to hold you up. Um, that family right there, like I said, that gave me life, you know, as a little kid just to see. And I found out she was a lawyer. Claire Huxley was a mm-hmm. lawyer. But, oh, a lawyer. Um, yep, yep, a lawyer. That, yeah. But like, like you said, they gave you – they gave you problems that we could possibly face in a black household, mm-hmm. but it was their discipline that set them apart from everybody. It was the way they sat yep. their kids down and talked. Now, I will say Family Matters did a good job as well, right, because yes. it yes. showed a stay-at-home mom, a police officer for a day. I mean, you know, later on, Harriet did go ahead and go get her a job, but mm-hmm. I think the Huxtables, I mean, the Cosby Show is the show that really set the yeah, tone the for you said a right. good representation. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I don't know, yeah. Okay, but um, <laughs> yeah, I do feel like they are the ones that uh, that just like you said, just show a positive family. Like, if I wanted to be in any type of family, that would be my TV family right there, hands down. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, yeah. So my next question is. Uh, do you think TV shows accurately depicted real family issues? Um, for black families? Yeah. Uh, I would say so, the ones that I watch. I know me and you were talking about this the other day with This Is Us, how, um, you know, Randall has a very healthy uh, family, but, you know, we, we question, like, what it looks like that if he grew up in a black you know, a black household, but mm-hmm. I looked at, um, you know, I looked at Beth, and, you know, Beth grew up in a black family, and even though her mom really didn't show the best emotions, she still, like, you know what I'm saying, changed the narrative and was able to, it still incorporate love, you know what I'm saying, like, with her family, mm-hmm. with taking in, you know, a troubled teen that was adopted and, you know, welcoming her and, and helping her to feel at home and everything and just, like, dealing with, because they dealt with a lot with Deja. You know, she bust their windows. Mm-hmm. You know, she called Beth a bitch. And, you know, that's what you see in black families. Like, that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's messed up to say, but, you know, like, they they depict life issues that goes on in black families, but... I don't think people apply. I don't think people 
apply the whole how to deal with those life issues. Like, I don't think parents yeah. that watch these shows, matter of fact, nobody's even watching these shows anymore because of all this love and hip-hop bullshit. But mm-hmm. I don't think that they know how to, you know, they don't know how to apply the discipline part. It's like, oh, fuck that. In my household, my child going to get beat. My child would have got slapped. And they'd be okay with it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what? what's your take on it? Um, I feel like, okay, so, like, the Cosby Show and Family Matters and stuff like that, right, the ones that I grew mm-hmm. up watching, I don't feel like mm-hmm. they really, really went into, like, the deep family issues. Yeah, they went into the bad grades and, the um, like, the Huxtables did do underage drinking and all that stuff, but they didn't do the problems that we really face, like, the more, the, the top-tier problems, like the being mm. touched, you know, by family yeah. members. They didn't go over that type of stuff. Like, that's the type of stuff that I wish they would have did. I know at that time that was, you know, that was off the market. I would really like for shows these days to do it. Like, I, I feel like the closest right. show that goes over stuff like that is This Is Us. They really go mm-hmm. over some hard issues. But, like, shows coming up, because it would have showed me, you know, it would have showed everybody how to deal with problems like that when they come up instead of just sweeping yeah. under the rug. And a lot of the yeah. fam- a lot of the black families now is whatever goes in this house stays in this house. You know, don't, don't go mm-hmm. out there telling nobody my business. But, no, no, I feel like if shows would have shown, you know, depicted these issues, our parents could have yeah. possibly – did a better yes. job with when these issues were presented to them. You know, they would have knew what yes. to do. It ain't all about being your child. If your child trying to talk to you, let them talk to you. Because I know I grew up with my mom saying, whatever I say goes, and that's it. And if I have something mm-hmm. to say, then that's back talk. No, as a parent now, and me watching mm-hmm. these shows and really, like, listening to them as an adult, like me watching the college it's teaching me, how to deal with my kids. I don't have to go grab the belt every time they act up. No, I can sit down mm-hmm. and talk to you. Okay, now tell me how you feel. It's teaching me to understand that they are little humans as well, and they're trying to learn their way just like I'm trying to learn my way. Yes. So yes, I just part. feel like these shows would have helped more if they would have hit on harder issues, especially back then when I was coming up, you know, because, like I said, it would have gave – some type of guide, some type of blueprint on how to deal with it. So that's that's mm-hmm. my take on it. Yeah. You know, uh, honestly, I wish that yeah. social media was around back then, too. Like, I wish I wish that social media would have been around, like, in the 90s because a lot of this stuff that we're learning, too, is because people are sharing different things that we didn't know. Like, we didn't mm-hmm. have no resources. So, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Okay, so my next question is, how are problems solved on TV different from how your family solves issues? The problems on TV is different because there's communication with them. Uh, mm. You know, if I can just refer to this as us because it's fresh in my head right now because I haven't watched the Cosby show since I was like 23, 24. But if I would have bust somebody's windows out because I'm angry and frustrated, I would have got slapped the shit out of or I would have got beat. I would have been put on punishment for like six months, mm-hmm. no talking to or nothing like that. It would have felt like a prison. And I would, you yeah. know, it just would have been a ball of anger. Um, you know, when Tess came out the closet, this was stuff that was not talked about in my house. You know, I would have probably got 
the Bible thrown at me. Um, you know, I would have got, mm-hmm. oh, I'm disappointed. How dare you, you know what I'm saying, deprive me of the fact of becoming a grandparent and everything, you know? Like, my my family, mm-hmm. when anger gets involved, we tend to take it very personal, and we tend to make it about us. We don't see that person there. Like, um, I'm not even, like, trying to be funny, but, like, back when my sister first found out she was pregnant when she was younger, my mom wasn't the happiest. You know, she was just, like, oh, it's all on me. Now it's going to be another mouth that I have to feed. You get what I'm saying? Out of frustration. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know how to handle it. Like, communication is definitely a different thing, you know what I'm saying, like that, that that I've seen on TV yeah. shows. What about you? Um, yeah, I would say c- communication is definitely. And the fact that they can communicate back and forth. They didn't just treat mm-hmm. the, you know, they let the child, okay, so they let the child understand that they were disappointed, but they also let them tell them how they felt. Like, I'm mm-hmm. trying to learn that because for so long I thought that whatever I say go and I know what I'm talking about, the hell, I don't even know everything to life. And I damn sure don't know everything to parenting. So when right. I was shows on TV are much, much different from what I experienced as a child. Like I said, it was a household where whatever goes on in this household, that's what stays in this household, and I'm right because I'm the parent. If I'm your mama, I'm all automatically right. Well, no, not really, because I can remember, I can recall a couple of situations where I knew for sure, for certain, Mm-hmm. with proof that I was right, but because she was my mom, I had to bite that bullet, you know? I had to be quiet mm-hmm. because I didn't want my yeah. ass beat for talking back. Right. And it wasn't so yeah. much of me talking back. It was just me trying to express how I felt. But you can't yeah. do that. You can't express emotions to your parents because they automatically think you're trying to get smart with them. Um, yeah. So I will say the the fact that they – and then – they give them, like you said, with the whole Theo situation. They say, okay, you think you've grown. Here we go. He gave mm-hmm. him some Monopoly money. He was like, all right, pay your bills. He, he thinking he's right. good. He thinking he on the road. <laughs> he, you know, going back and forth with him. And then he finally realized, like, dang, you know, they are right. Like that, giving them examples of what real life is instead of just mm-hmm. trying to keep them sheltered, you know, and then have mm-hmm. beaten us when we get something wrong or making us discouraged. Like you said, I went through a lot of that stuff, too, where my problems automatically went on to my parents. Oh, well, what I'm going to do now? Oh, everything is on. No, yeah. it's not. I'm trying to deal with this. And then it gets to a point yeah. where you just shut down as a kid because you don't know if you're going to come off wrong, if you're going to come off smart, you don't want to get in trouble, mm-hmm. so you just shut down. And that's my problem yeah. now. That's what I'm dealing with now. The fact that I was and not able to communicate as a child, yeah. And that develops the whole process of not being able to express yourself when people ask what you want in life because you don't know how yeah. to express yourself because you, you didn't have that um, that chance. And you said something else that made me think about it. Like how you said, there were times where you were right, but because it was your mom, you bit that bullet. I think parents, I think adults, period, have a hard time. They have too much pride to realize you can learn mm-hmm. something from someone younger than you. you I, like, my, my nephew yes. taught me how to say hello in Chinese. Like, you can learn something from someone younger than you. Age is nothing but a number. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with everything you just said because I learn from my kids each and every day. I'm learning something new that I didn't, you know, that I didn't know. And I let them know, okay, I'll give you credit. 
for that. Thank you for teaching mm-hmm. me that. I want them to know you're still teaching me. Even though I'm 30 and you're 11 or you're 9 or you're 3, I'm still learning from you guys. So mm-hmm. I don't. I want them to always know that they, you know, would you like I always tell my kids, how you feel is valid. Don't let nobody take mm-hmm. that from you. Always voice how you feel. Like, But I've learned That's that right. because of watching shows, you know. It ain't because of my childhood. Um, <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Uh, my last question is, did watching those families on TV ever make you feel some type of way because your family may ha- may not have been like that? Yes. Um, well, ooh, this is this is a tough one because because I don't know. It's like I I tuned out a lot what that happened to me back then. Like I was just talking to my cousin about this. I was like, I don't know where I was living at. But in my mind, the family was perfect. And now getting older, I just realized that I suppressed a lot of stuff and I just basically masked it with my own um, fantasies. Like I told you, I would listen to music and I would just zone out and picture myself somewhere famous. So I think that was my survival instinct. But watching the shows now, yes, um, I definitely get in my feelings. But I bring myself back down to reality, especially when I listened to um, the episode Bittersweet Reflections that we did and the mother and daughter episode. But in the Bittersweet Reflections episode, you had even said, we don't know the struggles that our parents went through. And it's like they're learning as they go along. And sometimes you think the best thing to do is to do the same thing to your kid that your parents did because because we love our parents so much, we don't want to identify with what they did was toxic to us. We knew that it felt wrong, but like you said, I'm scared to speak up, so I'm going to just take it. So you think like, oh, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, they beat the shit out of me. I'm good. I, I, You know what I'm saying? I ain't shot up no school. I ain't built no bombs, so I'm going to do the same thing to my kids. But at the same time, you don't realize it's affecting you until you get older, until you start to unpack yep. some shit. So, yeah. What's your take on it? Um, yeah, I definitely was, uh, felt some type of way um, because my family was nowhere near the TV families, especially the mm. families that I looked up to. And I always envied it. Like, why can't I live a life like this? Why can't my mom and my dad be successful and up under one roof? Why do, you know, why can't we have the big house and, you know, mm-hmm. money to do stuff and just family time, period? That was another thing as a kid that I just really wish, like, I don't know. I I zoned out a lot and blocked out a lot, too. But just, like, this episode is really, like, bringing back some memories for me. And it was not mm-hmm. always good. Like, I um, I wanted my family, my parents to sit down and talk to me like uh, the Huxtables did their children or like uh, Harriet and uh, I forgot what his name was, the dad name was. Mm-hmm. I think Winslow, I think. Winslow, yep, Harriet and Winslow, yep. Winslow. I wish they would sit down and talk to me about issues Carl, and, you know, Carl, give me examples. Carl. Carl Winslow, there we go, okay. I wish they (laughs) would sit down and (laughs) talk to me and give me examples and let me express myself the way that they did. Because I remember, like, watching Family Matters, and after a while, like, when Eddie would get loud with his parents 
And my mama would be in the background like, mm, ah, beat his ass. Then I'm like, well, dang. Can you tell him how to All right, All right I'm going to be quiet. I'm, I'm going to shut up. Yeah. But I grew up thinking that, like, mm, he need his ass beat. That's it. But, no, he didn't. He didn't. He was just, he was going through hormones and all that stuff. And, you know, he was expressing himself. And they later came back. He apologized for how he reacted. He never apologized for what he said or did. It was how he reacted, you know. So I just wish yeah. that my family would listen to that. You know, look, it's not, okay, my delivery may be off, but listen to how I feel because it's valid. And I always, mm-hmm. always, always envied that because it made me this this closed-in person, this person that didn't have a voice. I mean, I have one now, but look how long it took me to get it and figure out that I'm grown now. Like, even now, I don't yeah. get loud with my mama. I don't go back and forth because that fear is still in me. Like, oh, she can hit me still at any time. Because she tell me now, you grown, but I'll still beat your ass if you disrespect me. I believe her. <laughs> I believe her. I don't. Yeah, I don't even try. The Bible the Bible says we're supposed to honor thy father and and thy mother. I, I get it. Yes, I definitely get it. But, you know, honestly, on some real shit, since we really go in there, I envied um, one of my cousins because of the relationship that she had with her mom. Her mom was so supportive. She could talk to her mom about anything. And I had to check myself as I got older. And I even told her, I was like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I said, I envied the relationship that she had with your mom because I wanted that relationship with my mom. But at the same time, I'm really happy that she had that because, you know, her mom, her mom basically wanted to do things different because, of things that happened to her in her childhood that her mother didn't check. So it's like I envy mm. that, and I'm like, that's, that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you see somebody else getting it together, and you just be wondering, how come my mom couldn't get it together? But uh, I just wanted to be gentle home. and, you know, still love her. So, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I will definitely say I actually envy anybody with stability. Any family with stability that could stay in a house longer than a month or two months or didn't have to be homeless, I envied that because I experienced all of that and some, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, our family was like, I was just like, oh, my God, why can't my family just get their shit together? One thing I could yeah. defend my family on, like even through the homelessness, even through the shelters and all of that, we stayed mm-hmm. together. You know, we always, yes. say, you know, that's the one thing that I could say we did have at least, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, all right. No, I understand. I mean, I'll rip a Band-Aid off. Uh, you know, even though, like, my grandmother had this ability, it's like my grandmother moved from the hood to the suburbs. But when they say you can't take the hood out of people, you can't. We, um, she, she had to move because her house got raided. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, her son, he got raided, got, got kicked in. But, you know, we dealt with, basically the addiction went over there. You know, her, my mother, my, my auntie, they both had addiction. You know, there were times when the police came and they got arrested. So you can still see some shit. Like, I still saw shit, but I packed it away and just act like everything was okay. But, yeah, trust me, I understand. I, but I can't say that I had it. I, I can't I can't say that my struggle was worse than yours. I'm not saying that. I'm just ripping the band-aid off so you know that you're not alone in here because like I've seen some shit too. You know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. got a, everybody has a struggle, but um that's a beautiful thing that y'all still stuck together, you know. I appreciate that complex. I, I really appreciate you 
doing that. Yeah, we, we got dysfunction healthcare. black families. We got dysfunction <laughs> in black families. Trust me. Oh, Park Day was horrible for me. I cause this. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm gonna just be honest. Ooh, shit. Mm. Okay, y'all. Uh, that is the specific piece for the soul topic. That was a good segment. Complex. I yeah. I appreciate you on that in part. Thank you. Um, okay, no let's get into the as a woman question. All right. So the as a woman question this week is. And I think it's just time. So don't let Queen K tell you I'm not sending it. It says, uh, as a woman, <laughs> do you think you could tell someone new that you are talking to about your past relationship without talking about the hurt you endured? Do I think I can't tell them or do I think I could? could okay. I don't think like I You could tell them about your past relationship without talking about the hurt. I can't. I definitely can't. Okay. That's why I won't even bring up my past relationship. I'll just say it ended because God wanted it to end. Like, that is going to be my response. Like, I already coached myself because <laughs> how, how I'm set up right now, I don't want another man to use anything yeah. against me as ammo. I don't know who's the right one or who's going to be here for the long haul, so I would just rather not even express anything about my past relationship because I've noticed mm-hmm. that – um in my last relationship that I was in, I just had one prior relationship before that one. And he, I, was, I told him all the hurt and stuff that I endured. And for him to mm-hmm. throw that in my face when we would get into arguments, it was just like, okay, I'll never give another man the opportunity to use anything I say as ammo. That's why I won't fully open up. I know I have a lot of work to do on myself when it comes to relationships. But as as mm-hmm. for that, no, I would never tell another man, you know, if he wants to know about the relationship and my, my response would be, well, why? I'm with you. That's all that matters. I'm not going to get into mm-hmm. that. God didn't want us together. Like, that's going to be, I'm keeping it short and sweet just like that. I would never give another man ammo against me. Never. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes, I definitely think that when you tell uh, them what hurts you've been through, that is giving them a blueprint. I'm definitely at that stage, too. I think that if I did talk about my past relationships, I'm going to just tell you what I did wrong. That's, that's all. I'm going to tell you what I did wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you shit that they did wrong. What you do wrong in your last one? I was a little bit too cringy. So now, you know, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm straight. <laughs> I, I don't want to tell you my hurt. You know what I'm saying? I'll just tell you read mm-hmm. my book. But I'm not, I'm not even going to tell you that that was me because that's giving you the blueprint. You know, just read my book and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that it's best to not tell what pain you've been through. Um, and, like, even if they want to tell you about their past life, I'm like, let's not. Let, let's, let's not get into that. You know what I'm saying? That's the past because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to – I just want to get to know you. We're, we're present. Yep. The past – has nothing to do with us unless it involves, you know, some shit about family or something like that. But my my past relationship has yeah. nothing to do with the present. But I will tell you where I went wrong. So you, you'll you know, like, you know what I'm saying, this is what I'm working on. So, yeah, I just wanted to know um, that sparked my interest. <laughs> I was just like, Can, is it possible to tell without? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Not that I'm talking to anybody new. I swear, I'm in my hate men zone right now. But, you know, I feel my mind still wonders. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> but that's my as a woman exactly. question. Let me work on me. 
Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so we gonna put now our blah blah blah. blah. I'm sorry, y'all. Our next segment is the girl I see you. Um, I'm going to put in all of the 2021 graduates, whether you are a queen that graduated from preschool all the way up until your master's. I see you. Keep on doing it. Um, keep on pushing forward. Ladies, if it's your, your, your child that's graduating from school, keep on nurturing them. Keep on um, helping them to excel. Ladies, keep on going for that next degree, that degree after that, that degree after that. So finally you got your own business, ladies. Just keep on doing it. Mm. I see y'all, and congratulations to all the queens. And I'm going to give it to the kings, too, for graduating 2021. It was a hard year before that. We're coming through this year. So come on, y'all. Come out strong. That is my moment. Go ahead, Complex. Who you shouting out? I'm going to shout out first my mom. Happy birthday. Love and miss you, dearly. Happy birthday. And I'm a shout-out Francis. She's been on our podcast a couple times. She posted a picture the other day, and the quote says, visualize your highest self and start showing up as her. And I really needed, mm. to, I needed to hear that. So I was like, you know what, shout-out. She has a beautiful soul. You know, like you, you've heard her story, you know, but she's such a beautiful person. You know what I'm saying? Everything that she's been through, mm-hmm. she is a strong God-fearing woman of God, you know, she walks in her faith. And I just, like, really inspired to be my better self because people like her are rooting for me to win. And people like her, it's my inspiration that you can go through some storms but you can still come out on the other side. Yes. Shout out to you, Francis. All right, girl, we miss you. You need to come back on. Um, <laughs> okay, now we're going to segue right into our AO, Ask Queen K segment. Complex, is there anything yes. that you would like to add? So I don't know if you've been hearing about this whole Monique video. I've only seen a little snippet of it. But basically um, she wanted to know, have we lost our pride as women? You know what I'm saying? With how we dress when we walk out the house with these bonnets and everything on. Um, I, like I mm-hmm. said, i only seen a little snippet of it. But I just wanted to know what you thought overall. I know I know we didn't watch it, but what, what's your take on a woman coming out of the house with a bonnet on or, or pajamas. Okay. My whole thing with this, right? Okay, so I, I've seen a little clip of it um, because mm-hmm. I was off of social media, but I did see a clip on YouTube because, you know, the little bloggers be on YouTube. So I've seen okay. a clip, and she, she has started with the airport thing. I guess she was at the airport, and she seen some chicks going on a trip, and they were in pajamas and bonnets and stuff. Okay, now I get mm-hmm. her with the pajama thing. I would never leave out the house in my pajamas. I don't, if it's wash day, I got on a big shirt and some pants. If I do have to run out and it's early in the morning, I'm throwing on something. I will never leave out the house in my pajamas, never. That's just something I don't do um, because as a lady, you still need to throw on something. I don't care if you look bummy, but you better throw on something, right? Now, the bonnet mm-hmm. situation, I feel like, it's okay. I don't see what the big deal is, you know, especially if you're catching a flight or if you're running to your corner store because, like you told me, Tasha, don't nobody see you your roughest but your corner store, you know, or your local mm-hmm. gas station. Those are two places to see you the roughest, all right? But my thing is mm-hmm. if they're catching flights, I would want to protect my hairstyle from those seats. I would want to just, you know, yeah. keep it nice. I'm wrapping it up. I'm catching up. Who am I going to see? It's not about – 
you know, you're not respecting yourself. No, I'm just keeping my hair wrapped up. There's nothing wrong with that. In my eyes, I don't feel like there's anything wrong. Hell, I was in the airport with my bonnet on. Okay, because I'm I don't want to sweat my hair out or I don't want to um put my hair on the seat. You know, it could be a number of reasons. Some girls just don't like to. And if it's an early right. morning flight, even if it's in the middle of the day, you're protecting your flight until your destination. Now, my thing is, if you mm-hmm. get to your destination and you're walking around in your bonnet, your whole vacation, okay, okay now. <laughs> but if it's just certain parts of the day, why does it matter? That shouldn't mean that we don't respect ourselves, you know, uh, because we're walking around in our bonnet. We do. Like one man has said, like, um, he loves a girl that can walk outside with her bonnet. He said, because that means her confidence is on high. She know with or without that bonnet, a man is still going to talk to her, and she's still the prettiest thing walking. He said he respects the queen that comes out in her bonnet. Not all, all <laughs> they thing now, but at an airport, he don't mind it. He said, and then one, you know, a bonnet, that's when you're in your natural state, when you got your bonnet on. You don't got a, a face full of makeup. No, you got your bonnet on, you got your bare face. So he said that's when you get to see their natural beauty when they have the bonnet on because they don't do all the dialed up stuff. So my mm-hmm. thing is I feel like, no, it, it don't mean that we, you know, don't respect ourselves. No, hell no. It just means I'm trying to keep my hair fresh. That's it. What about mm. you, Complex? How you feeling about it? Well, honestly, I feel like what you wear and how you wear your hair, it, why does it matter? Like, I don't know. I just feel like yes. – it, it, it should it shouldn't matter what I wear. I, even even with pajamas, like because on a flight I can understand, especially if it's five o'clock in the morning. I'm not about to get dressed the fuck up. Like I'm not about to wear a nightgown. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be presentable. I'll have a bra on. <laughs> exactly. I let these things roam. But if I have on some pajama pants <laughs> and a matching pajama shirt, like it, I'm about to go back to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like why does it matter what I wear? Like I feel like we can't define what makes a lady. You get what I'm saying? And that's what it comes Mm -hmm. down to. Like, women of, I don't know what year Monique was uh, born, but I'm pretty sure it's around my mama's age and everything. They are still in that whole, you got to, you got to, um, you got to be dressed to impress. And back then it was you got to be dressed to impress for a man to see you. We are changing mm-hmm. the narrative now, sweetie. When I get dressed up, it's because I want to make myself so good. Yes. When I want to dress down, it's because, you know what, I'm just comfortable today. Bras get tight, sweetie. They they snatch us up. Sometimes I want these puppies to breathe, okay? Sometimes I don't yes. want to have on the tight pants. Sometimes I just want to have on the loose. Like, it does not matter because at the end of the day, if it's not bothering me. It's me that's yes, it has well. nothing to do with you. Like people worry so fucking much about what everybody else is doing. I swear to God, when Janae came out with that None of Your Concern song, every time I feel like I'm about to judge, I start thinking that. Because it's none of my concerns. Like, I'm sorry. Yep. I didn't I didn't mean to preach. Girl, no. I don't know. It just, it, no, it just offended me. It it offended me because I'm like, dog, we're so worried about what the next person is doing. That part. Mind the business that pays you. Leave me alone. Yes. If I'm okay, right. clearly I'm okay with it because this is how I'm leaving out the house. What I do Thank is you. I'm going to make or break you, so worry about yourself. If you feel like that's, that's losing your respect, then you don't do that. Cool. Be your right. own person. But we don't do not... a whole video about it. Thank you. No, you do yes. too much, sis. We, no. Like, no, we, we don't, don't write know. your check. We don't, we don't pay your bills. Right. Thank you. 
you don't know what the next shit got going on. So instead of trying to tell us that we don't respect ourselves, how about you uplift us? How about you say, Queen, I see mm-hmm. y'all feel divine. I like that. You know, because it'd be some yes. bonnets, first off. They don't, don't know what all bonnets now. They, they come in with some jewels and all that fancy stuff now. But my thing is, forget it. She don't live with you. You didn't birth her. Leave her alone. Worry about yourself. No, like, That's the part. I'm 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 sorry. I, no, keep going. I'm I'm gonna just say I don't want nobody to think that I'm bashing Monique. That's not what we're doing. I'm just basically saying like you never know a person's situation. You never know if a person is running away from abusive situation. You never know if they don't if they don't have no clothes. You just never know. And I understand. Okay, you got money to travel and everything. Like I said, if it's a five o'clock in the morning, I'm not about to get dressed up. Knowing I'm about to go back to sleep, I'm not about to sit up here and wear my best, especially with this COVID shit going around and all these other germs. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, Monique's entitled to her opinion, but how I see you just never know a person's yeah. situation. Be gentle all around. Yeah, my thing is just worry about yourself. That's my, that's mm-hmm. my, that's where I'm going to come with it from. I'm not bashing Monique. Like I said, her, her opinion is valid. How she feels is valid, but I know that it's so much easier in life if we just focus on us, focus on us and God. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Focus on what what's going to elevate us. And going on there doing, I mean, hey, that's what she wants to do with her platform. Cool. But with mm-hmm. my platform, I'm going to say, y'all, we're just going to take care of ourselves. How about that? Pay the business that pay yeah. us. I mean, mind the business that pay us, which is our own. So, hey, that's how you yeah. elevate in life, worrying about yourself. Right. Oh, but anyway, yeah, that is my that is the AO at Queen K. Y'all, if y'all out there listening and you got a question or if you feel some type of way about what we said or if you agree, hell, hit us up. Instagram. I done told y'all the page, but I'm gonna tell y'all again. Queens with vibes and visions. Or you can come on my page, AO underscore dark skin or complex page. Complex Don't come under my page. Don't come up under my page. Don't come up under my page. I don't. said what I said. <laughs> she, I said what I said, okay? In my name <laughs> leaks voice. But uh, <laughs> y'all, hey, come on, let's keep this discussion going. Just go up under the Queen's Vibes Vision page, all right? Um, <laughs> or if you got a question that you want to bring to the platform, let me know. I'll answer. Hey, I'm willing to answer anything, y'all. Uh, right. I was about to say keep it PG, but forget it. It's our show. <laughs> Whatever y'all got to ask, bring it on to me. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, y'all. This has been fun. Now we're going to wind it down and get our get our soul snatched, get pulled by our edges <laughs> with complex no. and this no apology thought followed by some self-affirmations. Go ahead, complex. So I got this first one from Instagram. Uh, it's by Eve.co, that's at E-A-Z-E-D dot C-O. So it says, some people will not love you no matter what you do. Some people will love you no matter what you do. Others' opinion of you does not define your worth. This really hit close to home because as a people pleaser, I have to stop people pleasing. I have to yeah. change the narrative, and I've been telling myself, 
I have to stop people pleasing so I can see a person's true intentions. Reciprocate what's being reciprocated to you. Don't go out of your way. Don't overextend yourself. I've been people pleasing myself. I had to hide my credit card because I got on, I went on the shopping spree, and I knew I had to hide it because I bought a damn coloring book. So I was like, yep, I'm, I listen, I'm addicted to them grown-up, them adult coloring books. It's very, very therapeutic. But, no, like, understand that your opinion, like I said in the uh, Ask Queen K, what makes you happy? Nobody else's opinion should matter. You know what I'm saying? Nobody else will find you. Do what makes you happy. And my other one, I got this from my gratitude app. It says, enjoy the little things, for one day you may look back and realize they were the big things. I will sit up Mm. here and I will be like, oh, I can't wait to get this, and oh, I can't wait to get that, and oh, I can't wait till this happens. And I don't stop to celebrate the moments that I'm in now. Because one day I'm going to look up, one day these hands are going to be old and wrinkled, and I'm going to look back and be mm-hmm. like, you remember when we had that podcast? You remember when I wrote some books? These are the big <laughs> moments right now. Embrace it. Don't let your anger consume you and block you of what you are experiencing right now. It could be so much worse. I'm going to be honest with y'all, okay? Today is my mother's birthday, and, you know, it has been hard these past six years without a mom, without someone there to say happy birthday. We did not have the best relationship. No, we did not have the best communication, but it just sucks when people still are blessed to say happy Mother's Day to their mom. People are still blessed to get a happy birthday from them. I'm struggling, but you know what? I still woke up happy today. I still said I'm going to celebrate her. Enjoy these times. I'm telling you, my mom on her deathbed said, I, you know, like she basically had a lot of regrets about her life. She basically had a lot of regrets. And I'm going to change the narrative for her because what you heal inside of you, you're healing for your ancestors and your loved ones. You know what I'm saying? Like start tapping into you. Embrace where you are right now. And that's my no apology thought. And my self-affirmation is, um, God, I will supply my time to you. Don't worry, Kinky. I'm going to send it to you afterwards. I will dedicate my time to you when I'm lost. (laughs) You're fine. I'm sorry. I'm going to start over. It says, God, I will supply my time to you. I will dedicate my time to you when I'm lost so that I can attain my purpose. You are my shield, and you give me grace to get through my dark days so that better days can come. So that is my self-affirmation. And with that being said, I love y'all. Amen. Um, With that being said, I'm Complex Angel. I'm the Vibe. And I'm Queen K. I'm the Vision. And peace and love, we are out. Peace and love, y'all.